Hey, this is Jim Fleming, and this is the Stuart Heights Fleming Sunday School Class Podcast. This podcast is a recording of our weekly Sunday School Class, as well as a few other teaching opportunities I get at my church. But before you listen further, you may want to go to teachings.jim314.com and download the student and or teacher handouts so you can follow along visually and take some notes. Thanks for listening. Come back often, and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcast app or to iTunes. Now let's get to this week's lesson. Good morning, everybody. Glad to see you today. And uh, we'll start this morning with our scripture memory uh, passage review. So if anybody's got Proverbs 15, 28, you can go ahead and stand. Proverbs 15, 28. Nice. All right. We're starting to increase the numbers. All right. Here we go, guys. See, I made sure it worked this week. And we're good to go, right? All right, Miss Carrie, you up? Part of a righteous course um, studies how to answer yes. with the mouth of the wicked person with people. It does. That's right. Very good. Thank you much. Ladies first. Oh, ladies first. There we go. A righteous heart ponders how to answer yes. with the mouth of the wicked towards our evil things. Yes. Nice. With the reference as well. You're going to go let the lady table go first? All right. Just good. Uh, the heart of the righteous studies how to answer yes. with the mouth of the wicked towards our evil things. Yes, it does very much. Thank you. Very good. Heart of the righteous ponders how to answer the mouth of the wicked pours out evil. That's right. Good job. Excellent. We're on a good roll today, Miss Darling. Did I skip somebody? Who? I'm sorry, Miss Gracie. I missed you. <laughs> the, um, the heart of the righteous studies how to answer yes. the mouth of the wicked pours out evil. Boom! I love it. Very good. Very good. Woo woo! This excites me. All right, we'll make Miss Darling go last. That way, I can try to mess with her a little bit. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer with the mouth of the wicked for sports. It does, yes. Very good. How you doing this day, Miss Starla? Good. Are you? Good. It's a good day, isn't it? It's a great day. I agree. <laughs> that pie looks awesome, too, by the way. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. Doug I know Doug made the pie. I'm very excited about that. Yeah? yeah? All right, you got it? I made the coleslaw. <laughs> the heart of the righteous studies how to answer. But the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. It does, yes. The heart of the mouth. Righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. Great job, everybody. Uh, so a couple disclaimers as we jump into today. Uh, so again, Dave Barber is actually going to be teaching the lesson today. I'm just teeing something up. And uh, we are sinners. We are works in progress. And that is okay because that's how Jesus designed this thing. Uh, a couple reviews on what we've looked at so far. Uh, the filters that we've talked about, making sure that we know that we are to examine, uh, that we are to filter our speech and our communications, uh, specifically as they relate to social media. One, because it tends to be a little more long-term communication. You can go back and reference it. Uh, two, we talked about reviewing the speed with which we communicate and thinking through uh, putting some speed bumps in our lives to make sure that we slow down, that we effectively communicate the right way. Uh, and then, as far as introducing today, if you'll flip to Proverbs 24, 3 and 4 in your Bibles. Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. This will be our kind of 
wrapping Solomon on social media around the, the tools and the resources that Dave's going to talk about to us. So the, as you're turning, the, just as a way of introduction, uh, the format for today, I'm going to tee it up. Dave's going to talk for about 25 minutes, and then we're going to do some Q&A in class with an expert, Dave, on these technology resources that we have. Now, he's going to talk a lot about how to keep things safe, and one of the easy things that I have found that I do when I listen to a lesson that could apply toward me, but I think it might apply to somebody else even more, is I think about them the whole time. So I want to challenge us to think about ourselves as we listen today, and specifically Proverbs 24, 3 and 4, through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And this is not a haphazard, sloppy uh, mess of a way to build a house. This is deliberate. This is step-by-step. This is using some tools and technology that are available to do things properly. And that's what Dave's going to come and talk to us about today. And I'm very excited about this. For those of you that are the, so how do I actually do that? This is the lesson for you. So, without any further ado, Dave Barber. Okay, I'm going to get going because Jim's thrown down the challenge to be done by 9.37. So, there we go. Um, And I'm going to try to keep it really simple uh, today. Uh, We're going to have time afterwards for questions. We've got time during lunch today as well. If you want to ask all the, the deep technical questions on how to make something work within... Uh, your home or whatever like that. Glad to sit down and talk to you about those. If you want to find out how to, uh, where the best place to get a, a Mac for half price is, great. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm good to have those conversations, but we're going to try to keep most of this focused just on content and, and what we see. Because, see, when it comes to security and home networks, a lot of us remember this. At least that's what I, I had typing on this in, in high school, okay? How many of y'all remember that? All right. How many remember this? Yeah, I got one. Yeah, yeah, you have one. Now, my example here is to show how old some of this technology is. My daughter bought one of these last week, and we listened to some really old '80s music on on it last uh, night before last. So it was kind of yeah, it's all old. Come on, man. Own it. You got to own it. Uh, you remember this? Okay. All right, and how about these? Hey, when I, uh, one time when I went up to uh, Blue Cross, somebody had every version of a phone that they had ever had in the glass on the outside of their office. It was, it was awesome. But <clears throat> this is not the world that our kids live in, and actually it's not the world that we live in either. And so many times, when I, 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 because I work at a school, I'm, I'm, I, I have conversations with parents um, at some of the most awkward times when their kids have gotten into something, uh, they haven't been monitoring things, uh, they haven't been diligent, and they frankly just haven't been parenting. And, and that is the time when I get to talk to them and try to help them and try to fix something. But at, at the end of the day, uh, it really is all about, you know, the, the world that they live in and addressing it, and that's what we're going to talk a bit about today. Because, see, technology is actually amoral. 
it, it, it all depends on what you do with it. And the example I give uh, to that is uh, you could use a pickup truck to deliver the gospel in the jungles of Africa, or you could use a pickup truck to rob a bank. You could use a pickup truck to deliver drugs, or you could use it to deliver Bibles. So a pickup truck is amoral. It has normal, no moral content to it. But we affix a whole lot of morality to technology itself because of, of this very idea here in 1 Corinthians. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. And just because technology is new, different, fast, and, and, and you know, it doesn't mean that it's bad. Okay, and, and Jim's done a great job over the last couple of weeks really talking about that because social media is the next step. It's not a step that I relish. I get on, I get on Facebook, you know, once or twice a week, and, and it's because my wife makes me. So she's like, you have to stay connected. But, but, but this is something that we are in. It's here. It's arrived. It's the next step. It's the car that replaced the, uh, the horse, okay? It's here to stay, and we need to engage with it because God's given us the commandment to engage with this world and to, uh, to overcome it, okay? So consider these things. And, and I've slighted this a little bit toward so because it does actually apply to all of us, and we'll talk more about that in a second here. Um, engaged students or parents are disengaged parents and students are still disengaged students and parents, whether they're using technology or not. Consider this. Facebook is essentially the modern equivalent of the bathroom walls that we had in high school back in the 80s. So, right? Pinterest is nothing more than doodling on steroids, okay? I mean, there, there's, uh, when you look at the uh, logs of our, con uh, the, uh, the content that's consumed at the school, Pinterest is in the top um, uh, 10 things that are browsed. Number one thing is uh, uh, YouTube. And part of that's because of what the, the, the content that teachers are delivering to our students and so forth. But it's, it's, it's a crazy how much time people spend on Pinterest. And I've got the data to show it. It's not just an opinion. All right? Twitter, um, it, it really facilitates an extraordinary amount of gossip. And it's the number one thing that our uh, principals in middle school and high school deal with in regards to students. Um, one of the uh, things that we're starting this summer, and Kristen's going to actually help me uh, work this, is a, um, a, a program at the school called uh, Public and Permanent. Everything you do on the internet is both public and it's permanent. You may think Snapchat you know, displays it for a short period of time, but as, you know, if, if we have access to those Snapchat things, I, I have software that records those things and allows our, our administrators to look at them at a later time. Okay, so see, you know, it, it's this perception that things are, 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 are hidden, which, again, really gets down to technology abuses are not technology abuses. Just blocking websites doesn't address the heart because 
all the issues that we generally talk about regarding content, social media, and what people are seeing in regard to technology are heart issues. They're not technology issues. Too many times people are coming to me asking for a technology solution, but it's actually a heart issue that you need to address. Far too many parents come to me asking, I need to just block everything. Block it all. I'm like, that's not going to solve the problem because a student, a person, an adult who wants to find immoral content will find immoral content. There's too many ways around uh, technology or to blocks or, or those types of things. If they want to find it, they'll find it. Okay, our job as parents or as confidants or uh, 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 accountability partners and that type of thing is to do the due diligence and keep the conversation moving. You gotta keep the conversation going with someone as it relates to what they're looking at and technology can give you that information. So if you're looking for something, if you're looking for the magic bullet to block everything, it doesn't exist. Can you block most of it? Can you, make it? can you make it really difficult? Yes, but I guarantee you that your son, your daughter, uh, or, or, or any of the any, any students have more disposable time than you do. You know what I'm saying? They can, they, you know, it takes effort to do a lot of the things that we're gonna talk about today. Okay, but you have to put in the effort. If you don't put in the effort, you're not an engaged parent. You're not essentially parenting. You have to do the work. Um, there's a, a fantastic book by Malcolm Gladwell. He teaches that, and he demonstrates in that book that if you want to master anything, you have to put in 10,000 hours and you can master it. Doesn't matter what it is, but you can put that 10,000 hours in in a year. You can put that 10,000 hours in in five years. You can put it in in 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. But you're not going to skip the option or, or the necessity that you have to put in the time. And if you don't put in the time, you, you're not, you're not going to see or reap the benefits. So the first blank, technology is amoral. Second blank is it's a heart issue. So what can we really do about this? Um, This is what we are typically asking. Technology, uh, we want to overall, we want to ask the question, how do I keep my child safe? But at the end of the day, not only is technology evil, not evil, it's an accelerator. And it reveals a person's heart, okay? So um, technology can either help you spread the gospel faster, learn about God faster, look up the Bible verses faster, get, you, you can get more biblical content faster, or you can get into trouble faster. You can find pornography. You can find, you know, uh, uh, you, you, you can uh, tweet things, and you can uh, spread rumors faster than you ever have before in, in history, all right? But this question, unfortunately, is all too often what a lot of the parents are asking. And really what they need to be asking is this, how do I keep myself safe? 
how do I keep myself focused on God? And it comes through the same old, same old. It's accountability, it's worship, it's instruction, it's fellowship with believers, and it's engaging in spiritual gifts. The, all the purposes of Stuart Heights Baptist Church. That's worship, instruction, fellowship, and expression of spiritual gifts. Those are the, those are the, that's the purpose of the church. That's why we come together as a body of believers, okay? And that's how we survive, okay? Um, getting back to, this is great scripture verse um, dealing with um, the heart. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks whatever the heart's full of. It's very plain. Okay? Whatever's inside makes its way outside. And technology, again, is just an auxiliary. So that's that, all that as an issue. All right. So what can we do? Three basic techniques that we, uh, that we really see. You need to know what someone is doing. You can protect or monitor your home, or you can protect and monitor devices, okay? Lots of different ways to do this. At the end of the day, I'm gonna make it very, very plain. Pick one. It doesn't matter that you do this versus this versus that. They could be specific or particular to your situation. If you have students, that are, that are getting in trouble on the, a particular device, then you might want to monitor that device, okay? They can always switch up. They can borrow a friend's device. We see that a lot, okay? They can, uh, if you've given them a cell phone, a cell phone has 3G, you know, they can uh, turn any cell phone into a hotspot and start browsing with somebody else's device, and it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to track some of that stuff, so, but, but it's possible. Okay, so we're going to start, we're going to address all three of these very quickly, okay? Know what someone's doing. Uh, essentially, you want to check their activity regularly. Know their passwords. Um, you know, something I, uh, believe it or not, I have to tell a lot of parents, well, they're, they're like, well, well, how do I get all their passwords? I'm like, no password, no device. It's that simple. You don't get a cell phone if you don't have the passwords to, uh, to your social media, you know? In our household, you know, if, if, if you try to hide something from me, you lose everything. You, 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 and we've talked about this before. Uh, my, all three of my daughters are here, so. <laughs> they, they, they know that I have a tendency that when, when it's discipline time, we're all in. You know, you lose the door in your room, you lose the car, you lose the TV, you lose everything. So, um, so if, you, if, you don't, if they're not willing to give you those things, then they don't have those things to use. So know the activity, know the apps that they're using. Stay up on these things. Know what the, they're, they're using. Keep the conversation around the table rolling, okay? You know, know that they're using Snapchat. Know that they're using these things. Um, uh, a great way is to make sure that you have all the Apple ID passwords. Happened this morning with, uh, with Jim and Caleb. He wanted to get something off of uh, the App Store, had to bring the device to Dad. He keyed in the password. That's a great way. Then you, he knows what he's using, okay? Uh, know what, how they communicate with their friends. Keep, again, part of that is keep that conversation rolling. If you don't, if you don't know how they're communicating, you, you won't know what to look for. Again, this is, takes time, it takes effort, it takes you know, engagement with your, stu uh, with your children. You, know? you have to stay up on these things, okay? So 
This is one way to do it. A couple of ideas, spot check things. Hesitation is a huge tell, okay? If they hesitate for a moment on giving you their device, it means that you need to dig deeper, okay? That's what that needs, that needs to tell you. So uh, hesitation, look for that. Parents, uh, keep the iTunes or Apple ID passwords. Uh, parents have all the charging cords. Some, some parents do that, where they, they put all the charging cords into their bedroom, and the children have to bring the charging cords to them to charge. Great opportunity to take a look at a couple things, okay? Uh, and this, this, the, all these things not only apply to, to students and uh, children, but they, appear, uh, they apply to spouses, they apply to friends, they apply to you know, uh, accountability partners, and we've got some great software that helps to facilitate that as well. Okay? But be aware of all the devices that they're using, especially if they're going over to Johnny's house, especially if your house is close enough to pick up on your neighbor's Wi-Fi. Especially if, you're, if, if, if they have opportunities at school uh, and, and so forth, keep up with all the devices that they're, they're using. Um, do the best that you can on that. Uh, because, again, you know, they can borrow somebody else's and, and jump on and, and, and find trouble quickly. Okay? So that's knowing what, a person, uh, what someone's doing. Protect or monitor your home. We'll talk about that quickly. This is my favorite way. Um, OpenDNS um, is a, a great service. It's free and there's pay-for services that are uh, about $20 a month. Uh, only difference is the reporting that you get. OpenDNS is basically, think of it this way, it's a gateway to the internet, okay, that gives you a report on everything that went on through your router at the house, okay? So by opening up and using OpenDNS, it's, there's a, it's kind of a technical way that it, it works. But it essentially, instead of routing everything to EPB first, okay, say I'm connected to EPB in my home, instead of connecting and routing everything to EPB first, it actually goes through and checks with OpenDNS before it goes to EPB, okay? So by doing that, it gives you report of everything going on through, through your router. Now, be careful with that. You, you, I mean, it'll, it'll tell you where everybody went. And you got to be prepared to deal with all that information, okay? And finding out who went where, what, and when, okay? But OpenDNS is a great service. It can be applied to your home today. You can sign up for it and get it active within just a few minutes. All it takes is changing the DNS numbers on your router. Um, couple quick things about your home routers, okay? Make sure that you have a password on your, on your connection, okay? Absolutely. That keeps someone from rolling up to your driveway and, and seeing what they can get into, okay? Always have a password on your SSID. Always have a guest SSID if your router allows that. That allows people to, to connect to your, your home network but doesn't allow them to get into your computers. So a guest network keeps the, the, the traffic separate. So you have everything that's your home computers and printers and TVs and all that kind of stuff and guest. And there's a wall in between them. It's a DMZ. So it, it keeps them separate. So that's, that, that's an ideal configuration. Make sure you have a password. Make sure you do uh, a guest connection. And um, make sure you know what else in the neighborhood you can get to. If you have neighbors, ask them to put a password on it if you have children in the house. 
Uh, we, that's something that we had to do. I offered to go help them set up their network. Ah, we need a password on this. So it, it helped out a good bit, okay? So um, allows for the web content filtering and reporting. That's my favorite thing. Certain routers, though, will also give you additional capacity. Uh, each manufacturer has different capabilities. Netgear is a real popular one. Um, and uh, it's one of the ones I suggest because their parental controls are, are pretty decent. Um, they can allow you to block certain websites. So if, if uh, say, um, one of your children's having a problem with uh, uh, a particular uh, website, you know, you can go in there and you can block that website, okay? Now, in our household, we typically, and, and predominantly it's because I have daughters, um, we don't have as much problem in our household with what everyone's going to and what my, my children are going to, okay? That's not as, a, what we typically have a problem with is how much time they're spending on the, the, their devices and so forth. That's a little bit different issue, okay? This, I'm talking predominantly about content and, and so forth. However, you know, um, you can also get this type of system, which is uh, like Disney Circle. Um, it's a home monitoring system. And these are the ones, I don't know if you've seen the commercials, where you can shut down the internet or pause the internet uh, during dinner. You can, you can just kind of, uh, mom's got the, got the app on her phone, pause, no one goes anywhere in the house. It's a great option, uh, especially if, 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 if you have students or uh, children that are, that are you know, spending way too much time uh, on their devices. Um, it tracks all the traffic going in and out, gives you a lot of controls. So this same thing we were talking about that you could do with Netgear and do with OpenDNS, this does as well. So they're, they're kind of parallel that way. Um, it tracks all the traffic going in and out of the home uh, internet connection, but this is the real important stuff, part. And it keeps, again, it keeps the conversation going. It gives you the reporting uh, on, on where, what, who went where. So that gives you the option to say, all right, you were spending one point, you know, five hours a day on, on Twitter. Uh, that's probably bad. You know, it gives you the information to have the conversation and gives you the information you really need, okay? Um, the, uh, there's lots of pros to this, a couple of cons. It does cost 100 bucks. It's a one time, it's very reasonable. Uh, um, the other th uh, con that we found is that it doesn't support AC, uh, the faster internet speeds or the faster Wi-Fi connection speeds. However, there is a, a, um, a local company that's putting out a new product called Torch, and um, we haven't, I, I have it on order. Uh, they haven't started shipping yet, so I haven't evaluated it yet, and it does support AC. So we'll, <laughs> we'll get it over to you here as soon as I can, as soon as I get it, okay? So, um, so that's a, again, this is, a, 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 this is monitoring the entire home. They're monitoring your entire internet connection. However, it's really important to, to remember that cell phones can subjugate that. So we'll talk about that. I'll have a graphic for that in a minute. 
Third, uh, third uh, process is uh, to protect and monitor individual devices. And this is where you're going to load software onto an individual's device, whether it's their handheld, their PC, their desktop, or what have you. All of those things, uh, you, you, you put in uh, monitoring software, and it reports back to a central location where you can get the information again. Okay. Uh, here's a couple of options. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, you know, is uh, especially for men, is Covenant Eyes. Uh, because it essentially allows you to do anything, but it reports everything. So if you, you know, are, it, it'll allow you, uh, it'll allow you to, to to really get into hot water, but it tells someone about it every time. In fact, if you remove covenant eyes, it tells someone. If you uh, if you try to um, uh, tinker with covenant eyes, it alerts. Uh, your accountability partner. It's really set up to do what we were talking about as far as having uh, you know, another person, a, another believer. Uh, it's that whole fellowship, you know, us working together as believers uh, to, to live right, righteously. Net Nanny has always been you know, one of the top dogs uh, in this. Uh, just got looking at some of their stuff, uh, kind of uh, preparing for this uh, lesson, and uh, they've got some great new reporting. So a lot of these uh, are realizing how important it is that that level of information is. So they're doing that. Um, Safe Eyes, uh, you know, top ten reviews is always a good place. Uh, you can go look um, uh, look up top ten reviews, and then just look at the parental software review and, and so forth. And these links will be um, uh, available on on Jim's website after this as well. So you're you're welcome to get all that because um, you know there's always new new people coming on the scene. But these are the ones that have been out there for a good while, uh, and especially uh, Safe Eyes was just a, uh, acquired by McAfee, so it's got a good company and good reputation behind it now too. Uh, this is the one that uh, we use for most of the students, uh, Teen Safe. It's one place to go. Uh, you can see all the activity uh, that, that the students have been doing on their devices and so forth. Now. One of the things that uh, it has t normally been particularly difficult to track and monitor is text messaging. Uh, usually you have to work with um, uh, your, your provider, Verizon, Sprint, that type of thing to do some of those things. Uh, now there's some new software that's, been, uh, that, that's, that's come on the scene that makes that a lot easier. I haven't done a full review of that, so I haven't included that, but if, you, if that's a particular issue for you right now, I'd be glad to share some of the links with you, okay? And you're, you're welcome to contact me directly on that. Okay, so all of these things, you know, um, take effort. This is, um, you know, all of this is great, but none of it works if you don't look at it. That's just the bottom line. You know, um, don't be scared by this stuff. You know, there's people around, there's people that can help you. Uh, you just get, a lot of this stuff is point and click, install. You know, it's really not that difficult, um, but, if, if from time to time I'll, I'll have someone or a parent come to me and says, hey, how do I get this on there without my student knowing? I'm like, what are you thinking? You want them to know. It's, you don't want them, you know, I don't need to go, I, I don't need to go stick my head in a manhole cover in a sewer to know that it stinks in there, okay? Keep the students out of it. Let them know. One of the greatest things I do at the school is from time to time I remote control one of the lab computers. And the student's like, hey, someone's on my computer. Oh, the teacher says, oh, that's just Mr. Barber. He's probably doing an update or something like that. I want them to know that we can watch them. 
God's watching them. And, you know, if they don't have a great personal relationship with God, God uses me. You know? <laughs> All right? So, you know, you keep them from it. You don't want to catch them doing something wrong. You want to keep them from doing something wrong. Okay? And, and so that's the idea. That's the concept. That, you know, uh, it, I, I, you know the, the last time I gave this talk, it was actually to preschools, middle school, and elementary school. So all three of the lower schools, it's the last time I gave this talk. That's where it needs to start. Don't think, don't think you can't start too early. You cannot start too early. Um, we deal with this, some of these issues in elementary school. I don't, I don't want to get into details, but uh, so-and-so said, hey, you know how to get to this? No, how do you get to that? Show them here. You know, there you go. And, and you know, curiosity, uh, you know, is, is, is a great thing, uh, but it can get you in, into trouble in certain instances, okay? Here's what I was talking about with cell phones. One of the things that you do uh, predominantly is when you give a student a cell phone, you circumvent all your home network filtering. You also circumvent all the school's filtering. You also circumvent any filtering, <laughs> depending on how you have that device set up. So be really, really mindful of, of the data that your students are using and, and that type of thing on cell phones, okay? because it's, it's, it's one of the more difficult things that we deal with and, and convincing a parent that they're the ones that gave them the, way, the ability to, to, to get around things is, is sometimes a little difficult, but it, it's, it's the truth. You can actually, uh, there's apps out that, that are available that look like a calculator. And if you have, if you type in the right mathematical calculation, it allows you to hook up with other people and to talk about people and to do all kinds of nasty things behind the scenes. But it looks like it's a calculator. But if you put in a different calculation, it comes up and it works as a normal calculator. If you put in the exact right calculation, in a, if the, one of the parents sees that this thing's on your device, then um, you can type in a different alternate calculation and it opens it up and shows that it's empty. Do you understand what I'm saying there? So the students are being given tools to purposefully hide things from others, from their parents, and school administrators, and anybody else. I, and, and the reason I wanted uh, to, to describe this is that it just is that wicked. They know that it's wrong. They know that it's bad. But they have, they're, they're doing these things, and it's difficult to stop. And so the only thing that you can do, and the only thing that God really expects us and wants us to do, is to address the heart of another person. And so use technical tools like these to address the heart. And that's, that, that's what we can do. That's the best thing for us to do, OK? Act now. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And it's never been more true. You know, like I said, keeping them out of things 
is so much more important than, than anything else. Nothing will replace the relationship you have with your child, and you are, you're a parent. Not a friend, not a buddy, you're a parent. Uh, when it, or you're an accountability partner, or you're a spouse, or you're a friend. Any of those, okay? So this is next week's memory verse. If you've got questions, let's go ahead and field a bunch, any questions that you guys have. I'll try to address them. If we need to do it privately, we may need to do that as well. The, the dramatic pause for effect. How many, um, how many are using something to monitor their home now? Did you guys know that I am? I you were. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to know, but they know me. Uh, how many are, um, uh, how many have um, smartphones with data packages? Okay. Uh, how many have uh, Android? How many have iPhone? Okay. Most Androids will allow you to do hotspots. All iPhones do. So uh, if your students have one, they have the ability to do a hotspot. So then they can. No. No. Shows up as nor normal data traffic. So I can go ahead and get the hotspot on mine. Yep. And use it as a. Yep. Uh, well, you you use it. The hotspot becomes a Wi-Fi. Yeah. And depending on your data package, it it'll will uh, you know it'll suck it dry pretty quick. Because uh, most data packages are relatively small comparatively compared to uh, connections. Uh, we just went to uh, the beach last week, and uh, uh, about uh, day two, uh, we get a little notice from Verizon that we're we're at 75% of our our data package. And it's just because we're traveling. You know, we, once we once you get to the to the condo or whatever like that, you connect to the Wi-Fi, and then you're connected again there and so forth. But that's that's real important. What's that? Oh, most uh, I don't I haven't been to a hotel in forever that didn't have Wi-Fi. Normally free. Some of them, it's ten dollars for your stay or whatever like that. But um, you can get Wi-Fi on uh, on uh, airplanes and all that type of thing as well. Yes, it's on that video, and I haven't watched it in about a month. So otherwise, I, but we'll we'll look at it here in a minute, unless it comes up. <laughs> um, but uh, 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 the, here's the problem. With that, if you know the name of that calculator app, there's 20 more that'll come out next week. And exactly what's already downloaded on No, no, it's a different calculator app, but it's uh, it's made for hookups. And this, this particular video um, demonstrates where, within 15 minutes, he had offers to to meet. And I mean, it's, it, 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 like I said, you know, if you want to find trouble, you can find trouble. The, the, the point is, you know, avoiding that. Um, 
the, that's one of the reasons why none of my children use, uh, hardly use Facebook anymore. They've moved to the next thing. They moved to you know, Twitter, and now it's Snapchat, and now there's three or four other things, and they help me stay up on, on those things, and I have a group of students at school to help me uh, stay up on you know, kind of what's new and uh, that type of thing. But all of them are moving towards greater anonymity of comment and less uh, uh, accountability for, for your actions. That's almost all the apps are moving that direction. And it's really sad. You know, it, it's kind of a moral decay. They have the complete capability to do absolute identification of every comment. It's just they're choosing not to. What else? How many, uh, how many have had a conversation with your kids on this topic within the last month? Yeah? How did it go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the conversations I usually end up having with the parents aren't pleasant to have. And uh, once we start digging, and uh, uh, again, that's the thing. Uh, that's why we're doing our campaign at school called Public and Permanent. Uh, because uh, I can't tell you how much our high schoolers uh, struggle with the fact that, oh, I, I'll just throw it out online. I just, tw I just tweeted that. I just, you know, they have no correlation to those things on their phone affecting their lives. It's a difficult thing. Um, I think uh, adults have an easier time with that, frankly. But <clears throat> we've moved past this in our family because we have young adult children, so we didn't have as much, but we still had a lot of things to monitor. And I agree with you 100% that you have to stay engaged, no matter what era you live in. And I was raised in an era or a family where we were not engaged with our parents at all. And that makes a lot of difference. And, and the presence and knowing to stay, to stay in their life and always be poking around. Yeah. And a lot of parents are afraid of that now. Uh-uh. I wasn't afraid of it. I was a... If you live under my roof and I'm feeding you... <laughs> you don't have privacy. I'm, I'm, that's just how I see it. Amen. Amen. And that's, you know. It's not a right, it's a privilege. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I was a latchkey kid. So I wasn't terribly engaged uh, with my, my family. So it's been a lifelong struggle. Mm -hmm. And you have to put in checks and balances or you don't. Well, I'm, I've got, if you've got any other questions, I'm glad to talk with you guys after this or during, during lunch as long as we're eating barbecue. Okay? All right. Uh, do we leave the chairs where they're at. Anything else? Huddle up around the tables, pray as a group, and then we're on your way. Thank you.